0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of two huge Europa League group stage matches Stephen Gerrard says the pressure will mount if Rangers leave Prague empty-handed Ange Postacoglu says he's fed up of condescending questions about the expectations at Celtic And Lee Griffiths is charged with excessive misconduct by the Scottish FA I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Simon Donnelly And Hearts midfielder Andy Halliday Yet again Easy shift for you two on a Wednesday Because we've got huge games to look forward to Yeah that's something we look forward to We've got the football in the background But more importantly We've got the two Scottish team In European competition tomorrow night And it's it's not been a great start On the opening game week For both teams But both facing very very difficult tasks Tomorrow night I'm going to turn that off in fact So that you two focus on the, the matter in hand <laughs> Simon it Andy right though Big tasks in the sense that Rangers are going away from home And Celtic are up against a very good opponent At a time when they're not flying either So big challenges ahead Yeah, covered the game at the weekend uh, At Parkhead uh, Two points dropped for Celtic Obviously down to the bare bones now I think they lost a couple of players Juranovic and McCarthy At the weekend So Ange hasn't got his problems to seek with injuries But yeah, it's a difficult one for them tomorrow night A German team who are Leverkusen are sitting behind Bayern Munich At the top Mm. of the Bundesliga So difficult one Uh, Rangers are away from home I think Celtic struggled against Sparta Prague this this time last year So they've got a difficult one Two difficult ties tomorrow 01419511025 Pick up the phone Tell Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday What you're thinking Ahead of tomorrow night For something else You've got on your mind We are more than happy To take that as well But pick up the phone Nice and early And uh, get in touch With the guys 01419511025 It's all the usual uh, What do they call it Match day minus one That's the, the jargon In UEFA speak these days Questions Who who plays You need to pick your team Rangers fans I know there's been A lot of you have Started warming to, to John Lundstrom For instance These days So does he keep his place Do you actually leave Stephen Davis out of a game Like this Or do they both play um, Alan McGregor Does he continue to play uh, From the bench John McLaughlin would start What are all your thoughts on that And Celtic fans uh, You're going to have to come up With a solution for us Right You're Ange Postacoglu's assistant For the evening He's got major injury problems Various absentees What do you think Who who should play What's the best that you've got available 01419511025 Or at Clyde SSB if you would rather tweet as well um, I'll tell you what, let's go to Prague We don't get the chance to do that very often And catch up with our reporter Andrew McLean Who's over there, Andrew, how's it going? Yeah, all good um, I know you were saying that the guys had an easy shift in the in the studio there But I mean, you've got to feel sorry for me A real tough shift out here in, out here in Prague Yeah, my heart bleeds um, Yeah, I've covered <laughs> I've covered, you know, I've covered plenty of these trips for for Super Scoreboard, following Celtic and Rangers around Europe, and and this is probably one of the stranger ones. I would say I've done. You know, normally you'll arrive in the city, and the days leading up to the game, the square in the city centre of wherever you are is filled with hundreds of supporters. There are flags everywhere. The bars have been taken over by fans, but it's all been very quiet so far in Prague. And there's probably a few reasons for that. I think no doubt. Some will still have made the journey over, but for a start, there's no access to the game for away fans. There was meant to be a, a full UEFA stadium ban following a racist incident at one of Sparta's games last season, but they've now been allowed to let children into the ground with accompanying adults tomorrow, but there is still no room for away supporters. There's also, of course, COVID issues of travelling, you know, potentially getting stuck over here if, if you return a positive test. 
There was also sort of safety concerns raised as well. We all know what happened between Rangers and, and Sparta's rival Slavia last season. Glenn Kamara was racially abused by Andre Cadella. He got a 10-game ban, and it was clear on social media that there was some bad blood between sections of, of both supports. Kamara's lawyer, Amar Anwar, was, was in one of the newspapers last week saying he felt there were safety concerns about travelling over. So that's potentially put some people off as well. But no doubt there will still be a good few who have made the journey over. And it should be a tough test for Rangers as well, Sparta of course beat Celtic 4-1 home and away last season in the group stages while their rivals Slavia knocked Rangers out in the last 16. You feel Rangers probably need something from this game as well after losing to Leon in the opening match. Steven Gerrard was asked about that today and he says it's not a must-lose game but admits the pressure will mount in the group if they leave Prague empty-handed. Listen, we're well aware that we haven't got off to the best of starts, for sure. I think losing your first game always adds a little bit of tension and pressure to your second game. We, we will certainly take that and we'll take the responsibility for that um, the plan and the game plan is to go and try and win the game you know we need a top performance to try and take maximum points but if we can't find that performance or that result it's important that we take something away from the game um, because if not the group becomes more complicated um, there's obviously less points available and it adds even more pressure so um, the plan is to take something out of this game ideally three points if not um, we, we'll take something from the game and then we've obviously got a couple of home games to come but um, I wouldn't say it's must not lose, not the end of the world, but it certainly adds an awful lot of pressure if we don't take something from it. Yeah, lots of discussion, Andrew, all season really from well from Stephen Gerrard himself and from fans on this show and everywhere else. And the, for once, we're all pretty much in agreement that Rangers are just not quite firing the way they were last season. They are still top of the league. They're still winning quite a lot of games. Um, but maybe not quite at the the level that they were. Um, but you asked the manager about that today, and he didn't. Take it too kindly. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, Joe Rebo had, had spoken. He was doing press duties today as well, and he talking about the fact that I was talking about the fact that that Rangers are, are, are winning games, they're getting results, but haven't quite hit top form yet. I think that was evident against Dundee at the weekend. That was one of their performances. They didn't look overly impressive. Still managed to grind out a result. Not the first time it's happened this season but as you say you know Steven Gerrard has, has said they could be sharper in the final third they could be tighter at the back but as you say he didn't react too kindly to suggestions that his team haven't kicked into life yet this season however he did admit they've had a disrupted campaign so far Why are we not in we're not into life being top of the league not into life is that not, not for your liking you're comparing my team to last season that's on you not on me I'm I'm okay how things are going and I, I see loads of life I see loads of life on a daily basis uh, I see loads of good players competing for positions. Um, we're top of the league and we're looking forward to a top of the table clash at the weekend. If we win that, we're in a real good place going into the second international break. And um, I'm really excited and looking forward to the game tomorrow. We've got good players available. There's been part of our performance full of life. But I said, and I was openly honest, that I still feel there's more to come. And when it does, um, we'll be a real good team to watch. I just find it really hard to find a, a settled team. The team's changing a lot, whether that be an injury we've picked up or from the first day of the season when we've reported back, we've had numerous COVID situations where it's been hard to pick the same team and try and find your rhythm and your cohesion um, and give people time to play together. It's been really difficult to pick a, a settled team. And I don't think it's going to be the case where we can find that settled team moving forward. Rangers fans, what do you think? Stephen Gerrard says there have been plenty of signs of life from his team. Didn't sound too happy at the suggestions or the comparisons to last season. What do you make of it? 01419511025. You can pick your team as well. Give us all your pre-match thoughts. Andy Haldy, you ever been to Prague before? 
I haven't, no. So um, it's definitely one I would like to. Yeah, because I mean, I, I'll, I'll I'll give it some of the the background information here. Andrew McLean pulled a blinder. Right, he managed to convince the people that are in charge of the expenses here that it was cheaper to go on Monday. He's been out there for he's been there for two nights already. And uh, I just wondered, uh, Andrew, remind me, how old are you again? I'm 26. And I just wonder if anyone out there can tell us: is there anything in Prague that the 26 year old Guys can get up to if, if they've got a bit of time <laughs> on their hands I don't know, I've never been either But if anyone wants to tweet me in and, and let me know What we can suggest to Andrew that he goes and gets up to No daft Andrew, um, is it? We can do that as well uh, You can give us a call but we might get taken off here So probably best uh, Tweeting us, Andrew, thank you for your service this evening 01419511025 on the phones uh, What do you make of what you heard from Stephen Gerrard, Andrew? Andy? Um, can't disagree with a lot of it I think... Uh, not having a settled team's probably affected uh, Rangers' consistency this year. I do. I said at the time, and I do still believe that Philip Hollander missing is a is a huge blow, especially in Europe, where where some of his best performances have been. But you know, I'd done the show before the first leg at Malmo. I'd done the show before the first, uh, the second leg at Malmo. I'd done the show before Leon. And every single time I've said, if Rangers can play the way they can, I fancy them to get a result. But the fact of the matter is, they haven't throughout the full season, whether it's been Europe domestically, they've not shown the level of performances that have domestically especially over the last 12 months and then even in Europe over the last three years so Sparta Prague away on paper it's, a, it's obviously a tough tie Celtic like we touched on earlier uh, no more than most after a couple of a heavy defeats against them last year but it's not a side I feel as if Rangers could fear I've said it before I do th- mm. think they've beat better teams than, than Sparta Prague in Europe over the last three years but if they play to the sort of same level that they've played uh, uh, in Europe and domestically over the last few weeks I just don't fancy them to get a result. But that being said, I, I I think a lot of Rangers fans out there and a lot of people are waiting for Rangers to click into top gear. And I do feel it's only a, a result away, a performance mm. away. So they'll certainly hope that, that that performance is tomorrow night. I hope Stephen Gerrard phones you and pulls you up for comparing them to last season. I know, he wouldn't <laughs> like that, would he? But He's probably deleted but, your number by now. To be but fair. listen, I don't think that's a bad thing because you're comparing them to a team that were yep. unbeaten and unbelievable and, you, and we've praised them for their, their, their European performances over the last three years. And I think he knows himself that He's prob- probably not seen uh, the best his Rangers side this year. And like I said, I I, I don't disagree with a lot. It's maybe down mm. to, to not having consistency. Yep. We obviously know the COVID situation, players missing through injury. But I feel as if they're certainly going to need to hit top form to get mm. a result tomorrow night. I'm going to get myself in knots here. So that was Andrew McLean in Prague. We've got Andy Halliday in the studio now. Andy, who's a Rangers fan on the line. How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow's game, Andy? Hi, how are you doing, guys? Hi, I am. Hi, just what Andy was saying. I just... Uh, well, there's got to be a point where we do start hitting our best form, you know. I would definitely have, uh, I would definitely play Davis. I mean, honestly, I would play him, and because we've got a massive game this Sunday as well, you know what I mean. But Davis or me, I don't know if they'll go with Bassey. You know what I mean? Rather than Barisic, I'm not too sure. But uh, Davis for me, he's got the experience. Uh, I mean, the Lausum is getting better, but to me, Davis has got a lot more experience. Do uh, you play them both though Or does Lundstrom now come out At a time when everyone's saying He's had his best Two or three games for the club No I would, I would, I would try and keep him for Sunday Because I mean Sunday's a massive game They're playing a close of rivals And we can It's a chance for us to lead in a big marker And get four points clear So I, I, would, I would try and keep him And give, give Stephen Davis a rest for Sunday Interesting Andy We change your mind Not change your minds But things change very quickly In this part of the world 
Two weeks ago I don't think any Rangers fans Would be bothered Three weeks ago say About John Lundstrom Starting the game tomorrow But all of a sudden mm-hmm. He's been Rangers best player Arguably in the last couple of games What do you think the, the team looks like tomorrow? I thought he was by far And away the best player On the pitch at the weekend uh, And I think he's gave Stephen Gerrard A very healthy uh, headache Going into the game tomorrow night And, I, and to be honest I, I expect them both to play I think Joe Aribo more often than not when it comes to these big European nights he's often deployed in the front three I think that could be the case again tomorrow night uh, Steven Gerrard going with a, bit, oh, a little bit more of a pragmatic approach and, and try and you know, get a little bit more legs and uh, some defensive structure in the midfield three so at me personally I would play the two of them I think uh, off the back his performance I think he'll be high in confidence then, I think Stephen Davis has to play for yeah, me That's does, he has to play does John Lundstrom then get asked to do a different job from the one he's, he's done in the last couple of games Ag- again no I don't think it's a job that Changes that much I think if anything It just asks maybe A little bit more running And I think he's shown That he's certainly full of legs In the times that he has played What do you make of the, the You could hear it It's starting to annoy Stephen Gerrard Simon That comparison with last season um, And on one hand You get that Because Are you always going to hit those heights Probably not But then it's completely unavoidable we, You don't just erase You know Your memory Fans And it's Even Rangers fans People who are always optimistic About the club It's difficult to not Ask yourself Are they at the same level As last season If the answer's no Then why not Of course But they're top of the league You know They're top of the league They've not, maybe not hit You know Top speed yet But They're still sitting there At the top uh, They're still getting results They weren't at their best At the weekend But they walk away With the three points That's You know Champions material That's And they're always Going to be gauged on What they've achieved beforehand But that, that goes hand in hand With being the champions You just have to deal with that uh, as Andy says there They're maybe only a game away from Everything clicking It's at that early stage of the season Where there's a lot of change And he's maybe He's admitted himself there He's not, mm. not got a consistent team On the pitch at the moment There's a lot of change But they're still sitting pretty At the top of the table uh, John McLaughlin Carry on and goal then I take it Andy <sighs> You know Big Griggs is my mate Don't you <laughs> um, I don't uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a strange one for me Because I yeah, think but We said this at the weekend It's not enti- You know it's not Entirely clear as to when that reverts If if it does yeah. at the moment I think it's something that Steven Gerrard did a lot at the start of last year mm-hmm. um, I remember even up to maybe the right, Rangers play Hibs at the weekend and Even up to when, when Rangers Easter played Road, Hibs yeah. at Easter Road last year And John McLaughlin still got the jersey But every single time it seemed when the European games come That, that Alan McGregor was back between the sticks so I, I mean how many times has tomorrow. he performed on this stage? And you can't, ex- I mean, you can't exactly say Alan McGregor's not Played well when he's played this season. Yeah, he's maybe conceded a, a little, a couple more goals than he did last year, but none that you can say were sort of glaring errors from him. But what what Steven Gerrard does, uh, what what Steven Gerrard has, sorry, which he pretty much has throughout the throughout the squad right now, is he's got two very very good players competing for the one jersey. But uh, I fully expect to see Alan McGregor back in there mm. t- tomorrow. Uh, thank you to Andy. Let's bring in Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you'll have heard all the buzz phrases that Rangers have beaten better teams. Than Sparta Prague You've also heard On the, the opposite side Of things that Rangers are not firing The way they were Last season So what Which one of those Two matters most Tomorrow Right um, First of all I think It's like Two different seasons uh, Last season And maybe Mr Halliday Can probably agree Or disagree with me That the players Played with No crowds And were under No pressure To play well Although they played well and this season, now that the crowds are coming back, um, they seem to um, react to the, the supporters. Um, now, getting back to the, the way this season, I think it's slightly different. 
um, as I said, because we're playing in front of full houses and the players are reacting differently. I would um, keep McLaughlin in goal for tomorrow night and maybe play McGregor over the next two 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 um, Edinburgh games um, because I think McGregor is not a young man anymore. Um, and, and it's great that we've got two goalkeepers um, changing now and again. Um, at one time, we never used to have this, and it's great that we've got the players to spread about. Yeah, I mean, the, the crowd thing, Andy, is... We'll, we'll, we'll never know. I think we said this at the time, and all the, the, the theories were flying about. It's like we're always desperate for a, a catch-all solution or a reason for things. For instance, people keep saying... Uh, Conor Goldson's not playing as well as he was last season. Well, yeah. it must be because of his contract, because that's what's different. You know, our, our Rangers aren't performing. It, it must be because of the crowd. You'll never really know yeah. how much those things are linked. For what it's worth, tomorrow's going to be weird because as Andy, Andrew McLean told us, stadium closure partly for for Sparta Prague, so they're going to fill it with um, a certain amount of school kids. So there will be a noise. It will be a bit of a, a strange atmosphere, perhaps. Yeah, and if Rangers' uh, fortune does turn and, and they. they Provide their best performance of the season. Maybe it's now because they're, they're playing in front of a partial stadium. Because it's, I think it's an ongoing debate that's uh, an opinion that's that's running through. But listen, we're comparing it to last year. Rangers have still done this in Europe for the last three seasons, where there has been crowds. Mm-hmm. They went away to Braga in front of these big crowds and and uh, away to Villarreal and got points. Rapid Vienna, big performance. Porto uh, results. So you can compare it to them. Uh, and uh, I don't like I said. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a negative thing that we're we're, we're comparing Rangers to last year and, and comparing to the last three seasons in Europe. Because the fact of the matter is, Stephen Gerrard said himself on on a number of occasions now that he don't feel as if his his team's clicking at their best in both boxes defensively. Maybe not as as solid as they have been in the past. But the final third for me is the one that's um, that's 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 really been lacking that that bit of quality so far this year. And for me, I think Rangers squad's actually better this year than it was last year. And listen, that doesn't automatically mean they're going to they're going to kick on and be be the best they can possibly be at the start of the season. But I think they've got better players competing in better positions. We've we spoke about it numerous times. We've got a lot of strength and depth there, and you know we're t- we're touching on some of the strength and depth now. With the likes of Lundstrom, John McGlaughlin, can they play? Can they not? But I feel as if they have to be close to their best to win this game tomorrow night because Rangers and Celtic, like I said, they know they know these Czech Republic teams. are mm-hmm. no, they're not too bad. Both teams realised that last year, and if they play the way they, they, they did against Malmo and Leon, I, I just don't see them getting a the result. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phone, Celtic fans, how are you feeling? You've got what would have been a tough test anyway, no doubt. By Leverkusen, they're flying at the moment, and of course, Ange Postecoglou has been hit with a raft. Of injury concerns as well So what would you do tomorrow We're always hearing suggestions You know, Should he change, should he tweak things Should he be more defensive You don't really have great personnel options So what would you do, how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow 01419511025 We'll hear from very interesting stuff actually From the Celtic manager next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Get Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday are here So pick up the phone and let them know how you're feeling ahead of these big Europa League games tomorrow If you've got something else on your mind, let's do that as well 01419511025 uh, We'll speak to Robbie, who is a Celtic fan on the line How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow, Robbie? Um, first of all, first of all, uh, good evening guys I'd like to make a point to Andy Halliday and just say that he's... Uh, 
you know, I grew up a Rangers fan and, uh, you know, that aggro with Scott Brown, he had in the, the pitch. But I think he speaks very, very well in Celtic, almost as if he's a neutral. So I just want to just tip my hat off to him. By the way, Rob, that's very nice. Rob. I wondered where that was going, I must admit, <laughs> when you said this, you want to speak to Andy Halliday first. I had, I had, I was worried, but there we go. It can go both ways, I can go both ways. I appreciate the kind These of truly are strange times if you're uniting people. Anyway, um, Robbie, how are you feeling about tomorrow? Right, okay uh, So uh, I'd like to get Andy's thoughts And Simon's on this I think that If he goes out With this fair Thin, thin squad that he's got tomorrow If he goes out attack I think he's just asking for trouble And that's exactly what David Province said on another radio station earlier That Anne's poster Cogo Is just going to be asking for trouble And it's interesting that he actually said In his news conference earlier today That Geomachus Kyogo and Callum McGregor actually make the all will not definitely start the game tomorrow, but at some point they might get some game time. So that's going to be quite interesting. But I'm just think, thinking, uh, Andy and Simon, that I think you should go for a, for a, a tweak in the formation where instead of this four-three-three, I think you should try to get more defensive. You know, maybe maybe even like a two sitting midfielders. You can still attack to that base of that if you know what I mean. Just just a more defensive formation with more defensive players behind the ball, and you can still attack to that foundation. What do you think, guys? Simon, it's been a real debate already this season about you know how can Celtic be more defensive and, and how they go about it, and does the manager want to, and do they have the personnel? What do you make of Robbie's point? Uh, so, so you wouldn't you wouldn't change the shape, Robbie? It would be personnel. That you'd be looking to tweak in terms of defensive players coming in. Is that what you're saying? Many options tomorrow night, uh, Simon. Yeah. So what I was basically saying was, was try to be a, just a wee bit more defensive. Yeah. And try to, you know, mm. you can still attack with uh, quite a defensive formation. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't mean to say you've got to be totally, you know, backs to the wall sitting in. If you've got like if you're, if you're playing two whole midfielders, you yeah. can still get a lot of good play for the two whole midfielders. Just a slight tweaking formation. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Possibly, possibly. I mean, they don't. They don't have. I covered the game at the weekend, and you're looking at the bench at one each against Dundee United, and they don't have a lot of attacking options. You know, so maybe bringing a defensive midfielder in. It's going to be a difficult game tomorrow, regardless of of the eleven players that Celtic put out. This team are a, 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 the real deal. They're second in the the Bundesliga. They're, they're in top form. It's going to be a difficult game. I mean, as Gordon touched on, even with. Celtic's strongest eleven. It'd be a tough game tomorrow. I don't see, I don't see Ange changing too much in terms of how he goes about it. I think he's stated that for the start when he's came in here. Whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing, hmm. you know, time will tell. But I don't see him changing the way or the style of his approach to a game, especially at Celtic Park. The options are not really there, and and Robbie mentioned about you know Callum McGregor maybe not being too far away. Yeah. Um, and Furuhashi the, the impression I got though Was that I, I don't think They'll start the game tomorrow I think no, that would I, be a I surprise was actually, I was actually surprised When, when Robbie said that um, That I had Kyogo written off to him yeah. After the, the international break So Even if we're talking about These small tweaks Because this is this ongoing debate Isn't it Do you change your philosophy completely do you, Can you tweak <clears> it within that James McCarthy So if, if he's one of them At the moment It looks like it's McCarthy Then Rogic and Turnbull And a lot of people are thinking Well it's, it's a little bit open yeah. In any game But yeah. particularly McCarthy all, all a game like this. the weekend as well yeah. With a knock So, you so know, if he's well, going to be Let's fit, assume but... at the moment right 
The other solution is Okay you, you forget Rogic or Turnbull For a second And you put Sorrow Next to McCarthy yeah. However We're only going back To two weeks ago In the Betis game When everyone was Slaughtering Sorrow In this show yeah. Saying how indisciplined he was And how he should have been Taken off earlier um, What about near Beaton to, to come in there Because I wouldn't stand here And pretend that he is The the player to take Celtic To the, the level That they want to be at But is, is he not a you're not a good enough bet if you're look if you're just looking to show if, it up a bit more. If Robbie's points to be taken on board, you know, in terms of another kind of more sitting defensive midfielder, yeah, Beton's an option. He's he's got the experience. It was one of the ones that I noticed on the bench at the weekend. Albeit you're not really looking to bring somebody like him on to try and win the game no. against Dundee United, but yeah, he he could be an option tomorrow. Andy, what have you made of this? Because this is becoming a, <clears throat> a theme now that the Celtic midfield, how it's made up. Can they defend as well as they attack? And then you add into that the absence of Callum McGregor. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an approach I actually thought they'd maybe change going into the Betis game. And oof, I was certainly wrong. I found that out within the first 30 minutes of the game. And, you know, Ange Porcicoglu set up his side very, very much the same way he does domestically. He had a go, you know, brought his, his, uh, his full-backs inwards in the pitch, tried to create an overload in the middle of the pitch to try and dominate possession as much as they can. But I still feel as if in transition it leaves them really, really open, and that's that's a part of the the, the pitch that that Celtic are fragile at the moment. And could they show that up with with, with, with Sorrow and McCarthy in the middle of the pitch potentially? Uh, but I just feel as if Celtic as a whole, and I think you know the signs that we've seen already from Ange Postecoglou to start with, he's very, very much about his plan A. Has he got much change within that? Is there tweaks within that? Not really seen too much evidence of it so far. But off the ball, Celtic. Have to be a lot better, and I think tomorrow mm. night is going to be a real, real test. Of that like, like Simon mm. touched on, they're playing against a team flying high, high in the Bundes again. They've got a striker in Patrick Sheik that we in Scotland oh, know very, God, very much, God, yeah. much about. So they're facing a, you know, a top marksman within, within European football. We had Derek Ray on the show last night, and basically telling us that we as a nation gave Patrick Sheik the, the lift that he needed. His career has gone on to new heights. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Um, since <laughs> since the summer, um, on that though, that this. Improvement that Celtic need to make off the ball I suppose maybe that's what Robbie's asking Is Can you just Make Turnbull and Rogic Better off the ball I mean yeah. If it's not their game Well, how- well for me I think a, a, a simple tweak Straight away is Don't bring your fullbacks In the middle of the pitch Because when you lose it Celtic are getting punished In the flanks quite quite often It happened again At the weekend Against Dundee United It's an R cross ball And I, I don't know How many cross, cross balls They've conceded already At the start of this season So I, I, I think it's a I think it's a you know a style of play that that can can really really work. I think domestically they've showed that in in a couple of games so far this season. But if you've got people that are more than capable of handling the ball in there, the likes of McGregor, Tumble, Rogic, just let them you know let them get on the ball in tighter areas. B three B two in the middle of the pitch and maybe ask your fullbacks to be a little bit more disciplined, stay in their shape a little bit more, even just. Help out the wingers at times when it's when it's defensive and again front free. I feel as if. Within that shape, they ask the front three to stay high and wide for, for as long as possible to create 1v1s. Out of possession, maybe come back and, and help the guys in the middle of the pitch as well. Again, Simon, you said something which I think most people would, would agree with in the sense Ange Postacoglu very headstrong and not <coughs> wanting to alter things too much. But can he play the way he wants to play with Albina Yeti up front? How do you, how do, you do that? Because surely the, 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 the guy... At that end of the pitch has to be the one that sets the tone and, and presses first for everyone else. To, how do you do that with a guy that clearly, I hope I'm not being unfair, doesn't have that in his locker? I don't know. I don't know because I, I watched the last couple of games. He's a totally different 
player to the likes of Kyogo who came in is infectious, brings a energy to the team, hustling defenders, taking defenders where they don't want to go, which ultimately creates space for midfielders and really has a big influence in the in the team. And yet he's different. He, he seems to just like to hold that position between the two centre-backs and wait for chances to come. I think he needs to offer a wee bit more to the team at the moment. Uh, thank you, Robbie. Let's hear this from Ange Postacoglu. This is interesting, um, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on it, so pick up the phone. He says he's fed up with those questioning his knowledge of what it means to be Celtic boss. They are sixth, as you know, in the league after Sunday's or with Dundee United. And after the game, he said it was way too early to make title declarations, and he's standing by it. Uh, to be honest, I, 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 the only thing that I don't sort of like and is the condescending nature of the questions that somehow... I don't understand that if we don't win games of football, I just understand the magnitude of the football club, um, that somehow I'm in charge of this sort of rebuild and I've got no idea what's what the ramifications are if I don't get it right. And maybe that's the intent. Maybe people just want to be condescending. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's up to them. In terms of pressure or criticism or scrutiny, that's fair enough. That's, uh, you know, that's what people... Uh, uh, who are passionate about the game will do when when they analyse a team, and um, I've got no issue with that. In terms of calling it early, um, yeah, I see no reason why you'd be declaring somebody a champion in September when you've got thirty odd games to go. He's got this bit between his teeth about calling it early. He's he's now repeated mm. it after the weekend. <clears throat> the only question I would have, Simon, just to test the theory, who's called it early? I've I've not actually not sure. been aware of anyone, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone can tell me. But wh- why why is this annoyed him so much? Because who's called it? Well, he obviously is annoyed. Obviously, somebody somewhere has suggested uh, that the league's over, or, or, or words to that effect. But listen, the pressure comes with Celtic. It's the same at Rangers. You have to win the games in front of you. They've slipped up of late. He's always going to get that kind of scrutiny. As he admitted himself there. But he's, he's right, you know, we're in September Celtic aren't going through a particularly great period uh, They've got difficult games coming up You know, it's, the, the pressure's just going to mount After this game, they're away to, I think, Petodre at the weekend mm-hmm. Easter Road after that So, difficult games And I think the quicker they can get some players back, the better I've got a good barometer on this, Andy Because I know Scottish football's most cynical man Mr H Keevans And even he hasn't called the league yet On Monday night (laughs) show So if he's not I I, I don't know who Ange Postacoglu is referring to um, When he's clearly frustrated about this notion That people are calling calling it early Yeah, yeah You've touched on it Almost perfectly Gordon I don't think anyone has But uh, you know I run a a form of six defeats in 13 Is is something that has to change and fast And, And listen we talked about earlier But you know, Stephen Gerrard came out and says that he feels frustrated he's not had a you know, a sort of settled team Celtic are very much in the same boat but Rangers are still sort of picking up these three points when they're not at their best and, and not playing well and, and Celtic have to do the same and fast because you know what is it now is it four points now six six points between um, Celtic and Rangers yeah I, if, they, if they continue to run a form they are in terms of results then I'm not saying it's going to finish early but it's a big period coming up for Celtic you know, they've got the game tomorrow night, will take care of itself in Europe, but domestically they've got, I think, four or five difficult ones coming up. They need to get their players mm-hmm. back, they need to get some of that. There has to be a sense of realism as well of the side they're facing tomorrow. Yeah. Like you said, a full-strength Celtic team's going to really be up against a, yeah. uh, a top-class opposition in tomorrow. So in terms of you know, scrutiny, pressure, I don't think it should be 
blown wide at the wide at the door if they lose again tomorrow night. That being said, if they get a result tomorrow night, it's a huge, mm. huge bonus and boost of confidence going into the John has got some very interesting points about Celtic, and we'll hear them next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And we're going to speak to John on the line very soon. Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday are here. Just a bit of breaking news for you Rangers fans. Connor Goldson will not play tomorrow. He has not travelled to Prague with the rest of the Rangers team. How big a blow is that? What do you make of it? Is it as simple as um, Leon Balogun and, and Jack Simpson in tomorrow? Or is Jack Simpson in the, the European squad? Who was missing from the European squad? Remember, we had this discussion a few weeks ago. Anyway, I'll, once yeah, I... Yeah, but that, that was in the qualifying rounds No, as no, well. just a couple of weeks ago before oh, the, the previous game. Anyway, yeah, so news... Breaking tonight No Connor Goldson For you Rangers fans tomorrow What do you make of that? It's always good to have pundits In the, the studio That have got their finger On the pulse with these <laughs> things And can get in touch So Simon thanks for texting Connor And uh, finding out the, the exclusive news For us tonight um, We will Yeah Jack Simpson's not in the squad He's not? No he's not in the Europa League squad So you're looking at Calvin Bassey At centre back Anyway Rangers Thanks, fans you can, you can tell us 01419511025 How big a blow is that uh, John's been hanging on For ages though John I'm very sorry Take it away with your point uh, I think Celtic Will get a result tomorrow night I, I really think They'll get a result tomorrow night See even Celtic's history And they're back to the wars That's when Celtic come good You've only got to look at A result for Real Madrid Last night They could beat 2-1 uh, The fortnight ago I thought they were going to Get scudded out in, in Spain We're up to the one thing as I say, the boys say, then, if he can get a result tomorrow night, they quite a bit tawdry with a bit of confidence. We've got Easter Road and tomorrow uh, night. Well, but I think they'll get a result. But 60,000 fans there. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be there tomorrow night. I think we're going to get scudded. That's my point tonight, mate. Yeah, so, where, where do you get the confidence from, LeJohn? Because uh, I, I take the point that, yeah, you know, shocks do happen. You referenced the, the Real Madrid game last night, but it doesn't really have any bearing on, on Celtic. And I'll even you know we're willing to cut Celtic a bit of slack as well and the manager got a really difficult to opposition and loads of players missing so what makes you so confident that, that you'll get something that's, that's the way it is me everybody's writing them off on you're not going to do this you're not going to do that you just quite look at Celtic's history as I say I'm just going on on the history we may get a result tomorrow night I'm confident we will get a result tomorrow night by the way I'm all for fans being confident in their own team but with respect to John whether Celtic had their backs to the walls and won a game 15 years ago or 5 years ago or 2 years ago doesn't really impact things tomorrow Simon and it'd be great if he's right because we always want to see both yep. Scottish teams going <clears throat> and, and do something but they do look bang up against it I love his positivity though John uh, and I would love to see Celtic get a result I, I just think it's going to be a really difficult ask tomorrow I think a full strength Celtic uh, would you know, find that a difficult one tomorrow and they're, they're far from that just now You know they've got six, seven players out Key players as well uh, Players that would probably be in the first 11 So a difficult one tomorrow And I am the most optimist, optimistic person when it comes to Celtic mm. But I would, I'd take a draw Even you I are, would take a draw. You're settling for a draw um, I, I kind of get where John's referring to Andy In the sense that the Betis game We had similar thoughts We thought it was going to be really difficult for Celtic They would get beat convincingly yeah. Fair enough, yeah they, they were 2-0 up and they were good and they scored three times they still lost the game they've probably got more injuries since then and Leverkusen will be better but this one's at Celtic Park I don't know how much of that balances itself out I think it's certainly you know we, we know that the, the, the atmosphere that the old firm teams generate and 
in European nights and of course it can be an advantage to them but we can only really go off of the form that Celtic are in at the moment and yeah listen I think you're right to, to touch on the Betis game in all honesty I thought they would be right up against it going into that Betis game and for, for large periods of the game Celtic were excellent but the, the fact of the matter is and not to be condescending they still, they still lost the game mm. and I think going into the game against Leverkusen tomorrow they're, they're, they're arguably playing against a side that are even better I think they're off the back of two Two poor, dis- uh, two poor and disappointing uh, sorry domestic results and performances so like, I, I can appreciate John's positivity and listen they, they might go and get a result tomorrow because like you said they've done it in the past they've done it uh, you know, against Lazio in Europe as well a couple of years ago but I think they're right up against mm. a, a very very good team tomorrow um, I mean John there's some interesting stories there we're forgetting about Patrick Sheik we don't want to talk about him you'll be up against a former player in, in Jeremy Frimpong of course I seen that statement coming from the boy today saying he didn't want to, didn't want to leave Parkhead. I don't know who's telling a lot of Parkhead pies just on him. So he says, uh, you could have done me more than that. It's once again the board seen £11 million. He's went like, no, we only paid £500 for him. We made a lot of money. But the statement's coming out of Parkhead the last couple of weeks has been nothing. 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 Don McKay left. We don't know what the reason he left for. It's just uh, definitely that's what, it's, that's what it's been, mate. Yes, I mean, that is difficult because it's all right focusing on, on just the football and just the game, but if you go into a big European game having to play the, the team that Celtic will have to play tomorrow, that yeah. then reflects on the structure. Why? Why are you in that situation? Um, and I mean, John's right. I don't know if people have noticed it. Um, Jeremy Frimpong did say I wasn't looking to leave Celtic When the chance came to join It wasn't something I was actively <clears> looking to do um, uh, You know it came as a shock All that sort of stuff But, it, but anyway again that Maybe that just feeds into A bigger point John says Don Mackay The official line was Personal reasons Fine Maybe if maybe that's a private matter And, and we don't deserve to hear anymore But you know there's still no Director of football There's still no head of recruitment Can you understand why those questions get asked more when you don't get the results and that's what's happening with Celtic at the moment. Of course, of course. When, when you don't get results, the scrutiny becomes more. It's natural. Uh, I think they've been a wee bit unfortunate. Jackie Macus, I believe, pulled his calf mm-hmm. or hurt his calf in the, the warm-up last week. Things like that you can't legislate for. Uh, but they're, they're down to the bare bones. And this is not this is not a game you want to go into in that state. Uh a bit difficult one, but again, we've, we've many times have we seen Celtic over the years. I was at the Barcelona game and Tony Watt scored. Uh, you never know, but it's it's going to be a real difficult game for Celtic. So that's the point. Then you feel that where Celtic are at at the moment and the opposition um, that they're up against, you're looking for that. I mean, it's, I wouldn't go as far as saying miracle result. It's not quite on on a Barcelona scale, but you're looking for just one of those nights where they. Are either miles off it Or you get a, a slice of good fortune Because these things can happen I guess Of course they can Of course they can Especially When you've got 60,000 in at Celtic Park These things can happen But I just look at the team Where they are just now Who they're lacking uh, I mean if we could get Callum McGregor back tomorrow For Celtic That would be A, a mm. big one yeah, I think they've missed him in there But Kyogo I think is the one for me I, I, I watched the game right after he picked up his injury Ross County I think they won 3-0 But there was no There wasn't the same energy as the, the three or four games before mm. that And I don't think I think they've lacked that I really do uh, It's a wee bit concerning when you're putting all your eggs in one basket with one player But it, it really has had that effect on this team 
even the boys round about them have lifted their game so you need to get him back quickly Yeah the manager confirming today Josip Juranovic has added to the injury list and that doesn't look like easing After the weekend's game uh, obviously um, uh, Josip uh, is out uh, with his hamstring so um, he'll uh, you know, he'll obviously go into rehab now for a couple of weeks um, Who else was there? Uh, McCarthy's okay he's, he's recovered from his knock everyone else got through okay In terms of the ones coming back um, we've had, uh, you know, Kel's train today, Kyogo trained a little today, and uh, Georgios trained today, but there was uh, zero possibility all three will start tomorrow. Um, I just got to be careful that, you know, we're, we, we just got to make sure, like I said, they train today, we've got to make sure to see how they pull up, see how they feel, you know, we'll have, we'll have a chat to them um, you know, I'm keen to get him some game time before the break. Um, obviously, Cal's going away with the Scotland team. Uh, Kyogo's been selected in the Japanese team. So, um, you know, we need to sort of assess where they're at. Um, down to the bare bones, John. If Juranovic is now on the injury list, Anthony Rouse now, I assume, plays right back. Who would you pick to play left back, John? Is it Liam Scales? Is it, I don't know, Bolongoli, I don't think, is in the Europa League squad. Who, who plays left back for Celtic tomorrow? I don't think he's in the Europa League squad though um, Not that I can see, he's not registered So They may have a bad game tomorrow night well, I mean, just, just, That's how you kind of get football cameras up on Saturday That's true, I think. <laughs> that <is> true. <laughs> it's that, that is undeniably true Andy, don't, you, you're not allowed Don't, oh. you, don't you incriminate yourself um, Seriously though Liam Scales all Montgomery of a no Montgomery Montgomery yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgot. I knew there was one I had forgotten yeah. about yeah. Montgomery will probably play there uh, you Don't forget much as well It's not like I know I'm having an off night um, He's one I like He's one I like He's actually he's done well, well He's done well. 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 uh, A big game for him again But he, he handled himself well When he came on I think for Taylor Over in, in Holland uh, I think against Altmar So yeah I'd, mm. I would go with him um, Andy you Were at Rangers When <laughs> They played Bayer Leverkusen a couple of seasons ago when yep. we had Derek Ray on last night giving us the inside track. He said this current group is as good. Um, I think he said they're maybe even better going forward uh, than that team, a bit or weaker defensive. One of those two, right? Th- they're similar. He said yeah. they're certainly not weaker, even though the likes of Kai Havertz has lost, uh, has gone. Sorry. Um, what did you make of them? What players stood out that are still there that you think could be a major issue for Celtic? Yeah, well, they were, they were a, a very good team. Some, you know, we always talk about the British game being very, very physical, very athletic. I've not played against many teams as, as athletic and physical as that Leverkusen side. They were full of energy, pace throughout the full team. Yeah, obviously, Kai Havertz played in that game, but the one that really stood out for me was um, Arangis in the middle of the pitch. Uh, I thought he was excellent within that game. Diaby, uh, who plays in the left-hand side, who I've no doubt will play tomorrow night. Electric, someone that Celtic will... Had to keep a close eye on. We talked about Celtic. No, I mean a bit suspect recently across balls and in transition. I think that he's he's someone that can certainly exploit that because his his pace is is outrageous. And 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 the guy obviously up front that we don't want to mention. He's probably mm. a, a big factor of why the that t- the, the team that's uh, by Leverkusen have currently got a are even better going forward because the amount of goals he scored in the, in the Leverkusen side has been impressive uh, Thank you to John 01419511025 Rangers fans that breaking news tonight no Connor Goldson tomorrow how big a blow is that how do you get around it imagine Stephen Gerrard he's lost for inspiration and he picks up the phone to you 
For the solution To his defensive problems Tomorrow What are you going to tell him Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football It's now beat the pundit time though Your chance to win the signed ball And of course Get all the kudos And bragging rights That goes along with it If you can beat Andy Halliday Or Simon Donnelly 01419511025 You do need to get your call in Before 7 o'clock though That's when the lines close And your chance to beat the pundit Is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one super scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday are here We're building up to Sparta Prague against Rangers And Celtic against Bayer Leverkusen The build up to the Rangers game's taken a bit of a twist though Rangers fans Breaking news tonight No Connor Goldson It doesn't appear that Jack Simpson is in the Europa League squad either Unless I'm missing something And as you know uh, Philippe Hillander is injured at the moment Nikola Katic is obviously out on loan How big a blow is that And what would you do to fix that problem And plug that gap Give us a call right now And we'll speak to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time it is your chance to get some bragging rights And of course a signed ball as well Remember we had the, the contestant on from Motherwell a few weeks ago Producer Callum who embarrassed Gordon Dale And we said we would drop the ball off I've actually still got it in my car And I haven't dropped it off to him yet So I will do it at some point I'll never make a an effective mailman uh, Should the radio fall on its backside Kenny is in Paisley How's it going Kenny? Yeah very well thanks Gordon Now Simon Donnelly's played a couple of times He's not bad As you know Andy Haldy's building a bit of a Beat the pundit reputation Who would you rather face? Uh, I would much rather face Andy Halliday oh, And why is that? <laughs> well I'm a St Mung fan Gordon And uh, Andy might remember that When we uh, when Hearts came to St Mung And beat us recently in the league uh, He was uh, a little bit eccentric With his celebration <laughs> Were you? Were you a bit over the <laughs> top? I don't know I can't remember that But it, it doesn't nope. sound as if it's not like me Shall I say I, th- I thought you'd have learned your lesson from that night at Capelo Remember that? You got sent off oh, What was that for again? I was actually there working That, that I think Eccentric celebration Is that what it was? A wee salute to the crowd Well, if you can call it that It I pains me to... to say I actually do think you were a bit hard done by Now usually I, I wouldn't I would just lie and, and say that it was it was justified But was he Kenny? Was he giving it big licks? Well it wasn't even a celebration at the goal um, I think you know 10-15 minutes towards the end uh, I'm, I'm sitting at the season ticket Where the TV gantry is uh-huh. And uh, and he, a ball goes out for a shy, and he, he just all of a sudden starts to go, yes! Oh, he's, he's celebrating shies. Oh, this guy's he's a disgrace. Oh, Kenny, yeah. we're going to need proof of that. We're going to need proof of that. <laughs> you should see how he reacts. That might have you... been five minutes after I took one in the unmentionables. Oh, that's right. So you did. Uh, yes, that, that's took right. Some stick for that as well. I'll bet you did. Right, okay. Well, let's see. If it, it might be the grudge match. It might be Simon Donnelly. Heads at Simon. Uh, tails it will be Andy Halliday And it's heads You're off the hook tonight ah, It's Simon oh, up again. against Kenny again. Did you play last week as well Did you? Pressure Yep Yeah, You won yep. did you not? I, I you, you gave I, me a, Aaron Hickey Adam Hickey Oh that, that debacle I was still yep. getting stick yep. for that last week honestly Who, Even the, the other The pundits were complaining about it Later in the week Ridiculous Anyway uh, Give Simon some Clyde too So that he can't steal Kenny's answers Kenny 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And if you do not know You're more than welcome To pass and move on Okay Okay thanks Right we're just Going to pad Where we actually give Simon Some Clyde too He's very honest He can still hear me Is that him now 
can you still hear me? Oh, you can still hear me, right? We need to kick him out. Just kick him out, Callum. Go old school. Get him out of the room. Sick fed up of the sight of him anyway. Uh, right, Kenny, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Name either team Celtic have scored six goals against in the league this season. St Mirren. I thought you'd get that. How many Scottish clubs has Alex McLeish managed? Uh, three. What type of flower appears on Albion Rovers Club Crest? Uh, Daffodil. Blair Spittle is this season's top scorer for which Scottish top flight team? Uh, Ross County. Name any player in the Scotland squad whose current club team is based in Greater London. Um, pass. What nationality was Celtic striker Jan Venegur of Hesselink? Dutch. Okay, we can bring. Look at this, producer Callum's. He's he's on. He's shown a good turn of pace. For a man who should be resting up, do you know he's running the London Marathon on Sunday? Really? Producer Callum. On yourself, Callum. So you need to dig deep. He's looking for sponsors. He's he's desperate. He's there we go. Um right, thirty seconds to you, Simon Donnelly. Answer as many right as you can. Your time starts now. Name either side Celtic have scored six goals against in the league this season. St Mum. How many Scottish club teams has Alex McLeish managed? Three. How what type of flower appears on Albion Rovers Club Crest? No idea Blair Spittle is this season's top scorer For which Scottish top flight team? Ross County Name any player in the Scotland squad Whose current club team is based in Greater London Ah, uh, blank What nationality was Celtic striker Jan Venegar of Hesselink? Dutch <laughs> Timing is everything I was so close to starting the question Which would have allowed you to answer it But just a bit too slow Kenny, how do you think that went? Oh really? Okay, let's find out then uh, Name either team Celtic have scored six goals against in the league this season I mean, Kenny's a St Mirren fan, he was trying to get over it and we've just reminded him But you both knew St Mirren, the other one was? Dundee. Dundee. Dundee How many Scottish club teams has Alex McLeish managed? Motherwell, Hibs, Rangers, three, you both got it Two all What type of flower appears on Albion Rovers club crest? This is where you've got a bit of work to do on Beat the Pundit, Simon See if you don't you, If you don't know your football badges Guess a, guess a flower though Guess any flower What would you have gone for If I made you guess a flower Daisy Still wrong um, But anyway You would have been closer than passing Is that a rose? It is a rose uh, How do you know that? I'm done. not usually good at that stuff as well But I'm just, I can picture it Yeah well done. That is a rose It's not a What did Kenny say? Daffodil <laughs> I just remember it had yellow in it I thought he said dandelion at first And I almost <laughs> Had to regain my composure uh, You both knew Blair Spittle At Ross County So it's tied I wonder if th- the, the word greater London is what confused people here Because you must know Kieran Tierney plays for a London Tierney club no? yeah. London Dykes, QPR Just went blank Producer Did Callum, that one? Am I throwing you under the bus on that one? What? Is that greater London? Yes Seriously? Uh-huh. My geography needs some work Nottingham is greater London Yeah it counts Does it? Wow I don't know what? By the way So no. hold on a minute you, No Seriously? <laughs> how, how big does that radius go? <laughs> If, that, if that's the, if that's oh, the case oh, Gretna's then. in Greater London <laughs> Newcastle count What's going on here? I, I've made a mistake Yeah he's got Scott McKenna on this list Anyway Kieran Tierney Lyndon Dykes None of you got any of them uh, Jan Venegar of Hesselink was Dutch So as far as I can see It's a tiebreaker It's a draw again It's a draw Onto the tiebreaker uh, did you go to tiebreaker last week as I well? I did yes oh, wow, Nah but to be fair That was because of the, the hickey yeah, the back yeah, so it was They so won was. twice um, which, What team are we talking here? You don't know I'm going to go for the second tiebreaker question I prefer that one Okay uh, Right Here's the deal Kenny and Simon I will ask the question I will get 
Simon to write his answer down And Kenny I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Okay I'll take yep. his word for it yep. How many times Have Celtic and Rangers Been Scottish Cup Runners up Combined So how many times Have Celtic and Rangers Been Scottish Cup Runners up Combined Simon Donnelly Write your answer down please And show me your piece of paper Okay Kenny what are you going for? Uh, I'll go for 55 Oh, It's a close one Kenny's gone 55 Simon Donnelly's gone 50 The answer Is 36 Simon Donnelly wins in a tiebreaker again (laughs) Hard lines Kenny Alright thanks very much guys By the way Kenny You want to see the way Andy Haldy's celebrating On I behalf of his pal I I pointed to Simon Because I thought <laughs> oh, his Is was that right. what it was Right okay Unlucky Kenny It was 36 What would you have gone for Be honest I 40 eh, 40 There we go There we go 36 combined There we go there in the end Still not having Nottingham Has been in Greater London But anyway um, 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Rangers fans No Connor Goldson Tomorrow how big a blow is it? What would you do to fix the problem? Now's a good time to pick up the phone. This is the beauty of live radio. Sometimes news breaks and we hadn't planned on talking about it, um, but we can more than find time for it. So it's a great time to pick up the phone and let us know how you think that will go. And if you want to tweet your thoughts instead, you can do that over there at Clyde SSB. Uh, to you then, Andy Halliday, first of all, how big a blow? Massive blow. Massive blow. We've, no, there's been... Plenty of discussion as he been at his best this year. Maybe a couple of performances that we haven't associated with Conor Goldson over the last couple of years, but a massive part of the team. I think it was a run of something crazy. It was it eighty consecutive starts they had? Eighty one, I think. Yeah. Eighty one consecutive starts. So you you see the value that and the the regard that the the Rangers staff hold them up against. And and when you're talking about a team and a back four that's already a little bit unsettled, we we, we Philip Palander out. It's a it's a massive hole within the team they have to fill tomorrow night and. The natural replacement, Jack Simpson, who we're thinking of, isn't even in Euro squad. So. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Simon, lots of people have been on this show to tell us that Conor Goldson is not in the form that he was last season. And if you were to follow that simple logic, you would say, OK, well, it's it's not as big a blow as it was in previous seasons. However, the next part is, who do you replace him with? And with Philip Hillander injured, Jack Simpson's not in the Europa League squad. You're going to have to do something out of the... Out of the ordinary or, or put a, a square peg in a round hole So that makes it a big yeah, ball Straight away it, It's not ideal It's not. It's similar to Celtic You don't want to be going To Prague With one of your main players Out of your back four uh, Rangers performances in Europe In the last two or three years Have probably been Some of their best performances And Goldson's been at the heart Of that defence So It's a big miss Again for Rangers Obviously similar to Celtic Having their problems to seek there And it's not the ideal game To be going into that um, I mean Andy well, I'll tell you what, let's let's bring Brian in, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Brian, first of all, just your reaction to that breaking news tonight. No Connor Goldson tomorrow. How big a blow is that ahead of the game? Well, of course. I mean, it is, it is a blow. Uh, losing Hollander. I agree with what Andy said earlier on. Uh, losing Hollander was uh, <laughs> also a blow, mm-hmm. obviously. And, you know, you've I think it's 25 players you can register. And you have you've a cup squad plus uh, homegrown, mm-hmm. some of the homegrown players. Uh, that means Leon King is in the squad. I don't know whether he flew. And I know Leon 
to throw him in in a game of that magnitude, you know, in Europa League would be a huge uh, thing. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me. But I would think ordinarily that uh, Bassi will play alongside Balogun and uh, Bonner will come in at left back. Yeah, I mean, Andy, I'd need to double check. I don't. Leon King, I assume, played last night in the yeah. UEFA Youth League game against Hammerby. Yeah, I'm, I'm 99% certainly did. I saw the team. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Um, can you think of anything else other than Calvin Bassey at, at centre back and Borna Barisic at left back? Well, two years ago, um, Rangers played Leicester under 23s at Ibrox and left centre half that day was Calvin Bassey. And I think his performance that day was what got him on Rangers' radar in the first place. So it's a position in the field that he can play. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we are more. We're more inclined to see him in the, the left-back role. Uh, but I think he is the one that, that, that jumps out to me that can potentially play that position uh, tomorrow night. Leon King, I've mentioned before, I was I was very, very fortunate to work closely with, with a couple of the younger groups at, at Rangers. And I think he, for me, he is the one that I think over the next two or three years could, could really make that step up to the first team. But I do feel as if it's a big ask, uh, you know, so early in his... He's a, his professional career I think he's only made Correct me if I'm wrong One maybe two Substitute appearances To go from that Into a, a starting berth In the, the Europa League Two days after mm-hmm. Playing in an under-19s Champions path Or whatever you call it Competition I think it'll be a big ass for him mm-hmm. So Yeah the one that jumps out to me Is Calvin Bassey um, For him Like I said It's a position he's played uh, In the past So I don't think it should be Too unknown to him I think it's UEFA Youth League But I quite like the sound of Champions Path Yeah but did they not change it? I, 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 might, I might challenge you on that I right. think it's Champions well, to Path me, If it's there's one down. man who knows It would be you Because you're the you're the resident Stato um, On Beat the Pundit uh, Let me check Here I think they go. have changed it um, No I still think it's UEFA Youth League yeah. Certainly according to, to, to Rangers B Team and Roger Academy Get Roger uh, on the Twitter point. from last night Hashtag <clears throat> UWL they're putting oh, last that's night. A hashtag. So. Wait, oh. Anyway, this is, we're, we're really arguing off on a tangent, Brian. Who cares what it's called? Um, Stephen Gerrard, Brian. I don't know if you caught the clip earlier. He was a, um, a little bit annoyed at the sort of suggestion that they're not firing or they've, they've not fully come to life yet. Um, although I think he's kind of said as much himself in the past, and he did mention how disrupted it's been. You know, having injuries and and COVID and, and not having that same continuity. I guess this would be another prime example of that. Does does Conor Goldson's absence really does it damage Rangers chances tomorrow? How much does it damage Rangers chances tomorrow? I don't actually know because I don't really know a great deal at Sparta Prague. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be honest, they're talking about grudge games tomorrow night. It was Slavia Prague we played last season. Yep. And if you're talking about grudge, you're suggesting that all Czech football is is based in racism and I, I, I'm not going to believe that. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt that Stephen was was a wee bit arced about for him. Uh, at this moment of the season, really early in, to me, results mean a lot more. You'll find for him. Though, if you listen to Jeffrey earlier on, it's because we've got fans inside the ground. That's Jeffrey, the Rangers fan I'm talking about. Uh, I, I just don't understand where these people come from. Uh, if they believe that Rangers, these Rangers players can't play in front of fans. We played in front of Full House at Ibrox a few weeks ago and beat Celtic. So I think it's got nothing to do with that. Uh, maybe, you know, you weren't facing the same sort of pressure. But I think players 
face all sorts of pressure on the field and some people thrive on it. Uh, so even though Jeffrey's entitled to his opinion, as a Rangers fan, I wish he would keep it to himself. I've got to be honest. Oh, I don't. I like it when people get in touch, I must say. And as for the, the grudge match point, I, I, I take it. I take your point as well, Brian. I'm not going to say here that all... all uh, people in the Czech Republic feel the same But it is worth bearing in mind that Sparta Prague Do have a stadium closure for racist chanting Tomorrow as well And if you, you look at the way that the Kamara Situation played out Generally in, in areas of, of Czech Republic Compared to the way it did here It was um, it was very different And I know um, Amar Anwar, Glenn Kamara's lawyer Had a lot to say in, in the build up to this game and, and what it might be like But anyway, yeah, I, I take the point um, Yeah, back to what Brian was saying there About the, the disruption and they, on on a very simple level, Conor Goldson would play tomorrow. He's Rangers' first choice centre half. But again, mm-hmm. it's just another example. Rangers do have a deeper squad than Celtic. I think we all accept that. They, they've built this up over the last few seasons. Um, but but they too are are having issues at getting that consistency. Yeah, and I think that's an area of the pitch. No, I, I, listen, I do agree with you, Rangers squad is very deep I touched on it, I actually think their squad is better this year than it was last year The team that obviously went the season unbeaten domestically But I think an area of the pitch where you want consistency And, and to form a partnership as, as centre-halves and, and you know, last year, you know, Philip Palander and Conor Golson Basically played maybe 80% mm-hmm. of the games together when fit Especially in big games, whether it was European games, Old Firm games and I think that's an area of the pitch where there has been a lot of changes from the start of the season Jack Simpson's came in Balligans came in, obviously Philip Alanders came in and, and uh, likewise Conor Golson and tomorrow it'll be a, a demise as well, it's going to be somebody mm-hmm. else playing that position for the first time this season, so it's not ideal preparation, uh, even at that, they've only got maybe what, 24 hours to work on to work on whatever player's mm-hmm. going to be playing in that position for tomorrow, so it's certainly not ideal um, On one hand, I always say that you know we shouldn't really speculate, but on the other, people are, are, are going to ask questions Stephen Gerrard did his press I think about 9 o'clock this morning So that I don't, as far as I know The Conor Goldson issue didn't come up And I'm reliably informed that Conor Goldson appears in pictures of, of training f- From Rangers today We had this last night Who was the player again? Someone we were discussing I think James McCarthy or someone <clears throat> There's a lot that we don't know at the moment When, yeah. when it comes to, to Covid related issues Players and clubs sometimes like to keep it private If a player's got Covid or has been a contact Which is fine um, none of our business um, But we, we've seen some strange Scenarios where, If you remember Stephen O'Donnell Just one that, that springs to mind um, Motherwell said you know, he, he didn't have Covid um, And then all of a sudden He wasn't allowed to travel to Denmark To face Denmark for, for yeah. Scotland So then it comes to Well actually he did have Covid And Denmark have got specific rules So again Whether there's some sort of Situation there And, and Conor Goldson can't get Go to the Czech Republic Perhaps, but certainly if it's an injury, then it's something that's just appeared. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's all today. It's, so. uh, it's all speculation. Nine times out of ten, the press conference has probably happened after a tennis session. You know your team. Yeah, you know usually your team news. You know your squad. But quite often with these European ties, the the press conference is what maybe eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. The team will then train and then travel mm-hmm. to the airport and, and obviously got on the flight. If he's pictured in training. It could have been an injury uh, towards the end of the session. Like you said, there's been COVID issues in the past. Can it be something like that? Mm-hmm. Firstly, but I think the most important thing is let's hope Connor goes and healthy. If it's an injury, let's hope it's not for too long. 
But yeah, in terms of speculation, it's um, it's all a bit unclear at the moment. But one thing we do know is he's not travelling. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if someone asks Stephen Gerrard tomorrow. Because if it is some sort, and again, I appreciate this enough. If it's some sort of red tape thing, when did Rangers know about that? Well, is it, did it come as a surprise? Um, we're all in the dark a little bit, so my apologies. Thank you to Brian 01419511025. Um, got what I would say is. You're going to say easy No it is an easy te- It is easy The teaser tonight And it's very topical as well It's a good question Everybody out there Will be able to take part In this one Is so. pony? No not tonight no. I'll tell you all next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly And Andy Halliday Are here 0141 uh, reacting to the news that Conor Goldson misses out for Rangers tomorrow Building up to the games Sparta Prague taking on Stephen Gerrard's side in Celtic by Leverkusen uh, We've got some championship football on tonight as well We will look at that in a second But how's this for a teaser? Uh, David and Ruddingston has sent it And what time's that Man United game kick off at? It must be, is it quarter to eight? Eight, eight o'clock We've got team news I take it Ronaldo plays Anyway, doesn't really matter uh, He'll come on at some point if he's not Cristiano Ronaldo will break the all-time Champions League appearance tonight By turning out in the competition for the 178th time Wow You know what's coming Can you name the next 10 players on the all-time appearance list? So Cristiano Ronaldo does play tonight for the 178th time in the Champions League Which is a scandalous number He will break the all-time Champions League appearance record Can you name the next 10 players on the list behind him? Casillas are you going to do these in order and really show off? No Because that's no, whose record he breaks tonight, yes Simon? Raul Yes I thought you would have gone for your favourite The I've obvious got, I've one got, I've got him next Go on then Messi I mean, like, how could you not like the guy? But I follow you on social media You're a proper Messi fan boy, aren't guy. you? Love the guy Were you off the sofa last night? Me and my three boys were off the sofa What a, what a goal what He's a not finish. bad, is he? It's typical of Messi Bounces it off Mbappe Sweeps into the top corner I saw the most depressing conversation as well Andy After it it was um, I don't know Probably Gary Lineker or someone Tweeting saying How many goals has he now scored Against the top six in England 27 Let's Look at this guy His messy shirt on under that jumper <laughs> He knows everything um, And saying There we go I think that's proof That he could do it in the English Premier League And still loads of people were applying Going mm, Hold on a minute You know that's not the same As doing it week in week out It's the toughest league in the world How can you be questioning this guy still? Honestly, I don't even think that's worth a, a debate. Fine, to be honest okay. with you, Gordon. That's fine. Thanks for shooting down that conversation. <laughs> half an hour of the show to go. Um, right, he's on it. Casillas, Messi, Raul. You're plenty of time to get the rest. Uh, David and Uddingston got in touch tonight by sending that question to fulltime at clyde1.com. So if you want to submit a question and hear it used on the show, that is the address you need. Just quickly. Um, before we speak to William on the line We've got some championship football I'll quickly tell you about Wraith 1 Dunfermline 0 uh, Dario Zanata with the goal Wraith are doing okay Dunfermline are having a rotten time Simon Donnelly Really really struggling, struggling yeah, Peter Grant under a bit teammate, of Peter pressure. Grant Yeah under severe pressure I think they're languishing at the bottom uh, This is a bit of a derby tonight as well But they're they're getting beat 1-0 mm. after 24 minutes on the clock there And look, regular listeners to the show will know that to, to, to many people's surprise, I hope he doesn't mind me saying Andy Halley, he knows his football He came into this show last season Wowed everyone with his beat the pundit performances He barely ever loses Knows his football um, But he was just telling me during the break That at the start of the season You were asked to, to do a kind of predictor thing Predict yeah. a, a winner 
of every division um, in Scotland or Britain, just Scotland? Just Scotland, yeah. Who, who did you take for the championship? <laughs> <laughs> Dunfermline. You took Dunfermline yeah. to win. And where are they sitting at the moment? Uh, rock bottom with zero points, I think, or one point. Late, 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 late run to the title or only, you, It's going to be It's too I early mean, to call the league remember I know but the, the, the players they had last year um, no, Playing in that league they, they, they gave us problems every time we played them And then they added some real quality to their squad I thought that I, I, I thought Hamilton would, would maybe struggle uh, with losing quite a lot of top flight players Kilmarnock had a bit yeah, well, I say a bit, They had a full rebuild of their squad So I fancied them firming in the championship mm. And I'm proven to be Nowhere near it. Just, just a little bit. Wraith are a good football inside. They are, yeah. You they played are, them last they season. Yep. I, 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 I don't know. I just fancied them filming. It's a great shout. For, it's a huge even shout for me. If, oh, if anything, it's, it's terrible. I'm sure, did I see a headline as well? I'm sure someone questioning what's going on in Fife because is it not the bottom team in every division? Or certainly in the lower leagues. They're, I don't know for something in the water. Um, but who, who else would they be? Remind me. Um, is it at East Fife bottom of League One? For sure. Anyway. Fife is the place to be for relegation yeah. battles Good this year. there, I heard. Oh, the Cowden Beef there is. Cowden Beef, Beef bottom yeah. league too. They are bottom, you're right. So, uh, there we go. Right, anyway, that's enough Fife football knowledge for one night or any night. William is a Celtic fan. How are you feeling ahead of tomorrow, William? We've had a mixed bag. We've had Celtic fans kind of fearing the worst. I think the last caller on was quite happy with thinks he could cause an upset tomorrow. How are you feeling? Uh, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Uh, it's a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, every time I saw uh, Jackie McNamara playing and Simon Dolly playing, I always thought that Celtic were, had a better chance of winning games, you know. So that's credit to uh, the, the two of them knowing each other's game and understanding each other's game, which is probably something that this, this current team doesn't have yet, you know. So I think that uh, tomorrow night it's going to be a tough task, you know. I think. Uh, Obviously, with the injuries out and the four four games in ten games, it was it, it took its toll and uh, against Dundee United. And I've got to give Dundee United some credit. I mean, they really played well. The three guys in the middle of the park, uh, Poyet, Fuchs, and, and Hearts, and the young boy uh, Livet, his name was I think. Yeah, Livet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he played really well, you know. So it was parts of that game where we were actually outworked and outplayed, you know. So. I think uh, it did definitely take its toll on, on Sunday, but I think going into this game, uh, obviously under under the lights and special night, European night, I think my confidence comes that we've no lost a game at home yet. The, the AZ Altmark game was a tremendous result, uh, even though we've not got the same similar players. We've got obviously key players out in uh, McGregor and Furuhashi, you know, and I think Forrest played that game as well. So I think it'll be a tough ask tomorrow night, but I think uh, I think under the lights we we can do it. We can get as Simon says. I think we could get get a draw. You know, I'd be ecstatic if we got a win. You know, I think uh, you really need to win your home games mm. if you want to do anything in the group. You know, so I think it's going to be a tough ask. But I think uh, I think we've done it before and we can do it again. Even though we're limited with numbers, you know, and I think. We Ange Postecoglou's side uh, and the way he wants to play the game we'll, we'll go down fighting you know we'll no go down we'll no go down at a whimper mm. anyway that's for sure yeah I mean the, the Celtic Park factor Simon's interesting because everybody knows the famous ones the ones that jump out and that, that led to this belief that anything can happen at Celtic Park I noticed even tonight I think it was Leverkusen's sporting director talking about how great it's going to be and praising it the, 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 the downside for Celtic would be had some really poor European nights at Celtic Park yeah. in recent seasons, so you're hoping it's one of those famous nights because that that sort of 
Well it's never been a guarantee But it, it used to be considered A really tough place to go mm. in Europe And that's maybe that's maybe not quite been the case For recent times Yeah it's going to be a tough game But listen when you've got a full house uh, It's down to the team to do something on the pitch To get the, the support behind them And I've experienced that at first hand And it's fantastic If they can But it's a difficult game tomorrow As we've touched on throughout the show Celtic are weakened uh, through circumstance This team are really strong But as William says Anything can happen in football The fans will get behind them If, if mm. they can do something on the pitch uh, The two wide boys started the game well yeah. At the, the weekend They're the types of players that can excite Hopefully they're attacking rather than defending tomorrow But it's going to be a difficult game The spotlight is always on a new signing Or new signings at Celtic and Rangers That that's just always going to be the way it is Particularly at the moment Because Celtic are having a big rebuild Starfelt's a name that just keeps cropping up Simon And if he is going to be up against He who shall not be named The Czech Republic striker who embarrassed us in the summer um, He's going to need to be bang at it isn't he? They, they all will have to uh, to be bang at it I mean Starfelt has come in He's made a few mistakes You know he's, he's finding his feet at Celtic You don't get a lot of time You don't get a lot uh it's a big test for them tomorrow night But I think they've all got to be at it tomorrow mm. Every one of them uh, And probably the subs as well Because Leverkusen I caught one of their games two, Three weeks ago They're a fantastic outfit They're, a fanta- they're, they're going to win this group uh, So I know what William's saying About winning your home games But a point tomorrow Would be a good result for mm-hmm. Um We were Speculating a little bit In the last couple of nights And you know Talking about Could Ange Postacoglu Do something but that would be considered drastic for him, and I can't remember if it was a caller or Roger brought it up. You know, why why not stick Stephen Welsh in with Starfield and, and Carter Vickers? But is there, is there any chance he does something like that? I don't think the evidence that we've seen so far will suggest he will. Uh, I think Stephen Welsh can consider himself unfortunate, considering how well I thought he started the season. I thought he was uh, I thought he was actually the the standout a Celtic centre-halves that started, uh, played within the first maybe four or five games uh, then he found himself out of the team for a few weeks came back in at Livingston and maybe didn't do himself a mm. whole lot of justice with his performance on that day but could he come back in? Potentially uh, what I will say is, is I feel as if Celtic have to score goals to win the game tomorrow night or get something because I, I don't think you've got a lot of confidence in the Celtic team to get any clean sheets especially mm. with a side with the attacking prowess that, that Bayer Leverkusen have but Listen, Williams, right? It, it, it could be a it could be a famous night for Celtic tomorrow. Uh, you know, form can sometimes go in the, out the window when you've got these 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 big nights and you can really feed off the energy off the crowd. And listen, Celtic, one thing they do have is they've got they've got players in the and mm-hmm. the and their team that can score goals. I think Abada for one. I think since he's came in, has looked like a real goal threat. I don't know how the exact amount number of goals he's got just now, but he's uh, he started the season well. If and it's a big if if Callum McGregor Kyogo Giacomakis is, is included back in the squad I think it's a huge bonus because I think Simon touched on it earlier you look at Celtic's bench over the last couple of games there's not a whole lot of attacking options there uh, needed if they want somebody to come on to change the game yeah six goals for Abada so far um, William I usually like the night before a game where we can have a real debate you know should this player play or should he play instead in certain positions for Celtic there just aren't any options So Albina Yeti's the only fit striker Does that mean he automatically plays Or can you do something from left field Whether that's Jota through the middle Or Bada through the middle I don't know Even Tom Rogic Someone mentioned last night Or is it is it simply have to be a Yeti? Uh, it probably needs to be a Yeti I mean it probably doesn't suit uh, Ange Postacoglu's style of play You know but 
I think the two wingers uh, are better. Wide, you know, if you're bringing in Jota or you're bringing in Abada, and maybe moving up, moving up Montgomery on the left, and maybe changing, you're changing, you're changing players uh, just to suit the system. You know, I don't think the system will change. I just think that I don't think the personnel will change. I think maybe Scales could come in at left back and push. You can push Montgomery on one and put Jota on the Jota on the right and play Abada through the middle. You know, but. I think if you're changing all that, then it's then it's no right. You know, you're changing like three, four positions for for one position. Yeah, so that's a that's a fair point, uh, Simon. What about that though? Because I've and maybe Ange Postecoglou doesn't agree, but I feel like Albion Ayeti's performances have been frustrating. Even the kindest Celtic fans, like you, you said it earlier. You're very optimistic, generally, but but looking at what he's been able to offer or not offer in the last few games can, can you do anything different? It's an interesting one that William says there that's you know pushing Montgomery forward uh, Abada's certainly got a lot of pace you know and Ayeti's not the quickest so you, you, you look at the effect that Kyogo had there with his pace getting in behind Abada through the middle might be an option I don't see him changing any of the shape uh, it will be personnel if anything I think he'll approach the game with the same shape as he, as he always does but yeah, he's just a different player. I don't like coming on here and have a go at players, but he's a different player to Kyogo. He doesn't he doesn't bring that energy on the front line. Uh, nowhere near it. You know, he's a, he's very much a penalty box player looking for chances to come in there. So yeah, I wouldn't be adverse to putting the badder through the middle. Certainly his pace would work there. Any chance of that, Andy, or are we overcomplicating things? Again, I think it will probably be pretty similar to what they've done over the last um, last few few weeks, especially with his options limited there. We talked about options being limited on the bench, so in terms of wholesale changes within the team, I don't really see it. I think Ayeti will be one that plays in, like Simon says, he is someone that, that really tries to feed off service and play within the within the goalpost, and if anything comes into the box, he'll try to be alive to it. But one thing I will say, I, th- I think William just said it there, it doesn't really suit what Ange Porcicogo is trying to bring to this Celtic team even mm. out of possession where they try and press uh, high from the front we're moving with the times on this show I mean we're still maybe 10 years behind but we had the first mention of the the, the phrase false nine on the show for Tom Rogic oh, last yeah. night we don't get many of them um, but we, we I, had, don't, I don't like it you don't like yeah, it yeah false no. nine no what did they call that in your day uh, another striker <laughs> ten, another striker used to play with two strikers remember that a novel idea right uh, thank you to William on the line we're looking for the 10 players who are just behind Cristiano Ronaldo In the all-time Champions League appearance list He will break the record in about 20 minutes time For the 178th appearance Casillas is next in line You've got Messi, you've got Raul anymore I've only wrote 10 names Well I don't want all that's, 10 that's just, more than I've got. just give me one at Rebel the moment Giggs. Yeah, Yes, Giggs. Simon uh, Benzema Oh that's a good shout Back to you Andy Xavi Okay, four to get, we'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A great debate has just sparked in the studio. Absolutely nothing to do with football. Andy Halliday has just <coughs> turned round and he's delighted to have found, I don't know if that's the right word. Do we know why there's a large amount of sparkling water in the studio, producer Callum? And he's absolutely delighted. I did not have him down as a sparkling water sparkling weirdo. Water I am not having that. Unbelievable! All <laughs> terrible choice, Simon Donnelly. You're the decider. I don't mind that. I prefer normal oh, water. Honestly. I love a sparkling water. 
rubbish. I'm a, I'm rubbish, a bit, rubbish choice. I think it's because I'm, I'm a big fizzy juice fan, and obviously not being able to drink fizzy mm. juice every day. That's my substitutes and sparkling water. Uh, producer Callum says they're to be like given to someone, and you've just <laughs> opened it. <laughs> so it's too late. It's fine. Guess a signed half-used bottle of uh, <laughs> sparkling water from Andy Halliday. Uh, you just probably can't get away with that in this day and age. Going to be much more hygienic. Anyway, back to the football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. David in Uddingston wants to know Can you name the 10 players Who are just behind Cristiano Ronaldo In the all-time Champions League appearance list Because he's going to break the record tonight What's worrying me about this Not only do I think you two are going to squish this You've not even had any wrong yet I don't, think we will. One. I don't think we will right, go How on many then. have we got? You've got four to get oh, Andy right. went with Xavi So I'm going to go with his wee teammate Iniesta Oh my goodness that's right as well Yep cert. Right, now I'm taking this very seriously. I, th- I I think we could really go without a wrong answer here. I don't, uh, if you do, you will make Clyde one super scoreboard history. Really? That's never happened right, before. I, I, what, what I'm going to go with three, a, three left, three to get. I'm going to go with a guarantee at the last day. Sergio Ramos. Has oh to my be goodness, one. he's on the list as well. Right, right. only two to get. Now, between we, now, now we need to play tactical. Sam. Between now and the end of the show, don't give, don't show your hand just yet. You need to think carefully because I know I'm not even judging you on whether you get them all. I'm judging you on whether you can. Mm. Get them all without getting any wrong Let's see how we do This could be the greatest full-time teaser performance of all time um, Let's bring in John on the line And see what's on his mind tonight Hi John Hi guys uh, Gordon, can I, can I give a wee mention to the, the staff At the Royal Sick Kids Children Hospital My wee boy was in there He got rushed in on Monday night And hopefully he's back uh, Sorry, he's home now Thankfully the, the way they treat him Just to give him a wee shout Before I make my point Absolutely John Hope he's alright What's his name? Caden Caden Bell We Caden Well Caden if you're listening Hope you're on the mend And well done to everybody Who gave Caden The the right care and attention Especially a wee wee nurse Called Holly She was absolutely dynamite And I thank them all For the bottom of my heart Anyway I'm putting you on the spot tonight Andy Halliday Uh, Right You know I know you're a good Rangers man Right And I actually quite like you (laughs) Are you sure? Celtic Obviously my team Celtic As you know Andy Right And obviously This is a a transformation this year and hopefully we can win a couple in that right and obviously Rangers are not firing all cylinders <laughs> do you think yourselves and Hibs can mount a challenge well obviously yourself because you play with Hearts now do you think you can mount a challenge to Rangers this year because they're not in top form themselves it's a great question uh, you know on the flip <coughs> side I think that Hibs and Hearts are in really great form right now and it's not exactly no, we've got a five six point gap between us and and uh, and reigns at the top of the league, but listen, I think the important thing is it's a start, and that's all it is. Uh, we've obviously still got to go to Ibrox in a couple of weeks, and I think the important thing for Rangers is now they're not in top gear, they're not in th- full flow, but they're still top of the league. So it's a uh, listen. I think it's always going to be a, a huge, huge ask for for anyone outside the old firm to try and get as close as they possibly can to 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 surmount the the, the hardest challenge possible, but. You know, for us, we're just trying to take it a game at a time. We've actually got the Clyde one derby on Saturday. <sighs> And uh, mm, Motherwell's like another team that are that are doing really well at the moment. So it'll be then. difficult, but no, you always feel like you know Celtic Rangers in top form are always going to be hard to catch. Imagine Halliday to score the winner at Ibrox to win Hearts the League. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> the, the phone but lines my family would speak to me ever again. Meltdown, um, John. I understand the question. Celtic are where they are in the league, but. I'd imagine most Celtic fans would be confident that, that that changes quickly once players come back. No, that's the sort of consensus we've had in the league uh, on, the, on the phones this week. Or have you got more concerns? 
No, I think it will, right? But one thing I've, I've tried to go on is a point, right? A lot of Celtic fans, are, and uh, a lot of my fellow fans, are, are uh, pinning their hopes all when Julian comes back now. To use a phrase, maybe Simon Donnelly have heard this and Andy have heard this. To me, Big Julian's a big blouse as far as I'm concerned. He's, he's, if he gets his tights ripped, he wants to go off and all that. I don't think he's the answer. And I can't believe sometimes, I've got a lot of time for Ange Postacoglu. I think he'll turn it around for Celtic. But I can't believe a young Welsh is getting dropped all the time for Starfield. I don't know if his Starfield is going to get better. I like, the, I like Cameron Vickers. I like this guy. But... Uh, I don't think Big Julian's going to be the answer to come back because to me he didn't fill me with confidence. You know what I mean? When he was when he when he was playing, I mean he scores a few important goals, granted. But as a defender, I think that's our priority in the transfer window, whether whether it be January or next year. Eh, next, sorry, no, no January next year, sorry, next summer. You know I mean, but Big Julian doesn't fill me, and I know he doesn't fill a lot of Celtic fans with confidence because I don't think he's hard enough. I'd love a Bobo Baldi back in the team. You know what I mean? Um, I get the point because well, sometimes Simon players become better when they're not in the team. But is Julian not still an upgrade on on what Celtic have at the moment? I think he is. I think he is. Uh, it's a area of the pitch that Celtic aren't particularly strong. It's a work in progress, if you like. I think another option there would strengthen that area of the pitch. I agree with John and Andy. I think the boy Welsh has did well. Yeah, he started the season well. He can probably feel a wee bit unlucky. He allows the boy at Livingston to get in for the goal, and then he finds himself out the uh, out the team. So, I think that strengthens that area if if Julian's fit. Uh, I really do. Uh, tomorrow, John, what do you think? Well, this a couple of weeks ago, Gordon, and I obviously thought we were going to take a tank and we real Betis. So. I think that the more that if we do go two up, well, Ange must try, must try and tighten up a bit, or is he just going to go gung ho again? But I think I like this guy's philosophy in football the way play the Celtic ways, or Simon would know, right? But sometimes I think he's got to resort to a plan B as well when we do go two goals up, especially against better teams. So we do. So can I can I come back in about Sunday's game sure. against Edinburgh United? Fair play, Edinburgh United. I thought they played well, right? And in our, in our, in our day, that could have been a penalty night. But see with the interpretation of the law, Andy, do you not know think that was a straight red card and a tackle on McCarthy? Because he was, he was off the ground, the guy. I well, thought it was a straight red. Let's go to Simon first, because I know that you, you covered the game, so you'll yep. certainly have yep. seen it in Listen, a lot of detail. I've seen it and I've seen the replay. It doesn't look great. Replays never look particularly good. Uh, I think it was a genuine attempt to get the ball. Uh, but in the current climate, it could. Easily been a red he, he does catch McCarthy But I think he's only guilty Of just being Slightly late To get to the ball I um, think that is important I mean I've, I've spoke about that Before John That There uh, wasn't the intent To, yeah, to go th- in and, I th- and do I think replays Can almost Nine times out of ten Be deceiving I've seen that On a number of occasions Now and Like you said When it's slowed down It doesn't look great But yeah, I think his intent was to get the ball, and yeah, it's late. Um, he's probably a bit lucky to stay on the field, but like you said, I, I think it's important to give Dundee United a lot of credit. You know, we see a lot of teams go to the old firm, and and obviously they're playing against a, a stronger team, teams with a, a, a lot bigger resources of them. So they try and do whatever they can to to get a result, which is only natural. Maybe put bodies behind the ball, try and you know slow the game down to to suit the the tempo of the game for themselves. But Dundee United. Since they've came into the league, yep. they've, they've had a go at the old firm teams, whether it's been home yep. or away. Sometimes it's not worked. They, you know, they took a, I think they took quite a, a heavy beating uh, 
off a range of Ibrox, you know, I think Celtic beat them quite comfortably at Parkhead last year, but they always try to see a, they showed, know, a bit more they showed a ambition approach, yeah. on Sunday. They had bodies, mm-hmm. I mean, they defended really well, but they were also getting bodies forward. You, you know, when you go to Celtic Park and you go down 1-0, the floodgates can open, but yeah. they responded really quick, got the goal back. As I say, at the end, they were, they were unlucky not to get a, a goal at the end and, and win the game. It's all kicked off. Um, John, who's the breakfast show producer for George and Cassie in the morning, genuinely needs that. He needs that sparkling water for something. He's, he's been in touch. I, d- I don't know what for. He's two bottles. There's down. only three left. So you two are going to have to replace it, honestly. <laughs> no problem. Uh, right, let's see if we can make history on the full-time teaser. Never have the pundits got all of the answers without getting any wrong. And these two are only two away from doing it. We're looking for the 10 players who come immediately after Cristiano Ronaldo in the all-time Champions League appearance list. In order, you've got Casillas, Xavi, Messi, Raul, Giggs, Benzema, Iniesta, Ramos, which means you need two. But let's see if you can do it without getting any wrong. Who's going to go first? You want to go? Hold on, I'll tell you what. Let's well, I go, well, I go let's with build that up, one. Right. And you I, go I, with I, I think I, I go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the first and last time I'll be playing in front of that music, but... I think it's I think it's going to be a big shout. Right, quick, because we're I've running out of time. Here. Puyol, right. Puyol. It's wrong, no. Oh. Right, quick, keep going. I thought it was a great shout. Gary Neville. That's wrong as well. Oh, oh, no, you've absolutely blown this. I, I, I use the Champions League music on you two. <laughs> My last at the three seed off. Yes. He's right. right. Okay, so you should have gone for him first in the last I mean, one. Well, the other two would have been mentioned straight after, so it doesn't matter. The last one. Um, Give us the team. UK. Maldini. No. Bayern, Bayern Munich. Munich. Oh, Bayern Munich Schweinsteiger No It's going to be Big Tam, isn't it? It is Big Tam Big Tam? Yeah, Big Tam Big Tam Miller Miller. Thank you, Andy Haldy and Simon Donnelly Huge night tomorrow Make sure you join Mark Wilson and Gordon DL And stay right there for Callum Gallagher up next